This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative Episode 129 A sitcom review in chronological order. From the SFPP and Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, announcer Bod, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's continue with the sitcoms of 1985. Picnics in the park, kids in the car. Sunday's family day, get away with family togetherness, and it's so good to know that we still count on us. Charlie and Company premiered on CBS on September 18, 1985, at 9 p.m. CBS saw the juggernaut that was The Cosby Show and said, we can do that. Flip Wilson stars as the head of an African-American family who works for the Department of Highways, with wife Diana, Gladys Knight, teenage daughter Lauren, Fran Robinson, teenage son Charlie Jr., Christoph St. John, and younger son Robert, Jaleel White. Walter Simpson played his boss, with co-workers played by Richard Karen, Kip King, Terry McGovern, and Eddie Velez. Aunt Rachel Della Reese moved in partway through the single-season run. We covered Christoph St. John on episode 87 for the San Pedro Beach Bums, Richard Karen in episode 102 for Good Time Harry, Della Reese in episode 73 for Chico and the Man, and we'll cover Jaleel White when we get to his much better known role. Clearo Wilson Jr. lied about his age and entered the Air Force at 16, winding up entertaining other troops. He had a catchphrase that he was flipped out, which gave him his professional name. He later worked as a bellhop in San Francisco, getting gigs playing a drunk patron at a nightclub. He turned this into his own act and began touring the Chitlin circuit of black nightclubs. At the time, most non-white acts couldn't get gigs in mainstream establishments. On The Tonight Show, Red Fox referred to him as the funniest comedian, which led to a lot of work on variety and talk shows, as well as a recurring run on Laugh-In. He got an eponymous variety show in 1970, which ran for several seasons, winning two Emmys and a Golden Globe. The show featured black acts, including Gladys Knight, and Flip performed multiple characters, the materialistic Reverend Leroy, the sassy Geraldine with Flip in a mod dress, generating catchphrases, what you see is what you get, and the devil made me do it. Much later, the tech industry copied the first phrase as WYSIWYG, indicating what was on the computer screen would appear on the printed page. Flip went on to films Uptown Saturday Night, the fish that saved Pittsburgh, and multiple TV guest spots. Just before Charlie and Company, he hosted a revival of People Are Funny. He won custody of four children from his common-law wife and started to step away from the business to spend more time with them. He also made seven comedy albums. Wilson died in 1998. Gladys Knight was far better known for her singing than acting, considered to be the Empress of Soul. She won the original Amateur Hour at age 8 in 1952, which led to Gladys and some relatives forming The Pips as a musical group, 
working as the opener for Jackie Wilson and Sam Cooke. They began hitting the Billboard charts by the early 60s, Every Beat of My Heart, Letter Full of Tears, and joined the Motown roster by 1966. Hits include I Heard It Through the Grapevine, Marvin Gaye's version did better, If I Were Your Woman, Neither One of Us Wants to Be the First to Say Goodbye. They had huge successes in the 70s, Midnight Train to Georgia, Best Thing That Ever Happened to Me. They got an eponymous summer variety show in 1975 after dozens of TV performances. Gladys got involved in acting around that time with the film Pipe Dreams and a Golden Globe nomination, along with a lot of guest TV spots. Charlie and Company was in the middle of this run, with her old friend Flip Wilson getting her the role. She also had a recurring run on The First Family. Later films, Hollywood Homicide, I Can Do Bad All By Myself, Almost Christmas, and the recent Coming to America. She also did the game show reality show circuit, competing on Dancing with the Stars and The Masked Singer. Night songs have appeared in dozens of soundtracks, has won four Grammys, and the Pips were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Kip King was a longtime character and voice actor. He was an original member of improv troupe The Groundlings. Films include Tea and Sympathy, Johnny Trouble, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Kid Galahad, Westworld, A Night at the Roxbury, Meet the Fockers. He had a recurring run on Dragnet, America Tonight, One Day at a Time, Reno 911, and a ton of guest roles. King worked with Hanna-Barbera for years, the Richie Rich Scooby-Doo Show, The Biscuits, The Smurfs, he played Taylor Smurf. He was the father of Saturday Night Live's Chris Kattan. King passed in 2010. Terry McGovern started out in radio, switching to acting after a few years, studying under Stella Adler. He got a role in the film THX 1138, where he reportedly coined the word Wookiee. He and George Lucas were driving, and McGovern joked that he thought he just hit a Wookiee. When Lucas asked him what that was, he said he just made it up. Lucas would get him roles in American Graffiti and Star Wars as a voiceover. Other films? Magnum Force, Americathon, Mrs. Doubtfire, Back to the Future, Inner Space, Amazon Women on the Moon, Nine Months. McGovern recurred or was a regular on Fernwood Tonight, Blind Ambition, First and Ten, and Nash Bridges. McGovern has been in many commercials and done voiceover work for Goldie Gold and Action Jack, The Greatest Adventures, Stories from the Bible, The Transformers, Foofer, DuckTales as Launchpad McQuack, Darkwing Duck, and dozens of video games, Dead or Alive 2, The Godfather, multiple Star Wars games, and he's an announcer on the NFL 2K series. Eddie Velez got involved in local theater during a stint in the Air Force. He was a regular or recurred on Bay City Blues, Behringer's, The A-Team, Trial and Error, True Blue, Live Shot, Port Charles, Days of Our Lives, and films Repo Man, White Chicks, The Hunted, and Traffic. Charlie and Company was set up as a Cosby Show clone with a middle-class family instead. Actually, it started as a family sitcom with a white family starring Charles Durning before CBS saw all that jello pudding money on the table. It was scheduled opposite Dynasty and lasted all of 18 episodes. Could only find the opening theme online, sung by Gladys Knight and the Pips. If the opening shots are any indication, it was absolutely a Cosby clone.
Growing Pains premiered on ABC on September 24, 1985 at 8.30 p.m. Not to be confused with the early 1948 sitcom Growing Pains with a Y. The post-Cosby resurgence of the traditional family sitcom continues. It's also an example of child actors breaking bad. Meet Dr. Jason Seaver, Alan Thicke, and his wife Maggie, Joanna Kearns. They are a two-career household. He's a psychiatrist. She's a reporter. Jason moved his practice into their home when Maggie went back to work in order to keep an eye on their kids. 15-year-old Mike, Kirk Cameron, 14-year-old Carol, Tracy Gold, and 9-year-old Ben, Jeremy Miller. Per sitcom rules, as the kids aged out of being cute, a new one was needed, so Maggie later had another daughter, Chrissy, Kristen and Kelsey Doring, later Ashley Johnson. Also, per sitcom rules, Chrissy experienced accelerated growth, aging six years in only two. A new baby is dead weight on a sitcom until they can throw out quips. Mike's buddies were Richard, a.k.a. Boner, John Andrew Koenig, and Eddie, Casey Martell. Mike's girlfriends were Julie, Julie McCullough, and Kate, Chelsea Noble. Cameron would later marry Noble in real life. Carol's friends were Debbie, Lisa Capps, and Shelley, Rachel Jacobs. Carol's boyfriends were Bobby, Kevin Wixted, and Dwight, Christopher Burgard. She even had Richie, a crush, Evan Arnold. Ben's friend was Stinky, Jamie Abbott, and his girlfriend was Laura, Jody Peterson. Sam Anderson played the school principal and Bill Kirkenbauer the coach. As the show continued to age, a new quasi-son was added, an acting student of Mike's named Luke, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, that one. We covered Rachel Jacobs in episode 119 for It's Not Easy, Sam Anderson in episode 121 for Mama Malone, and we'll get to Bill Kirkenbauer for his spinoff. Alan Thicke was a man of several talents. Born in Canada, he started off as a game show host there. He also did some TV guest roles in Canada and wrote for variety shows in Canada and the U.S., The Bobby Darren Show, Fernwood Tonight, The Bobby Vinton Show, and America Tonight. All before getting his own eponymous talk show in Canada, then a later U.S. talk show, Thick of the Night, intended to topple Johnny Carson, which failed miserably. Growing Pains came soon after that. Growing Pains was his first regular scripted TV role, but hardly his last. Hope and Gloria, J-Pod, The Bold and the Beautiful, I'm in the Band, The L.A. Complex, How I Met Your Mother, and a ton of guest spots. His last major role was on the Canadian reality show slash sitcom Unusually Thick. Thick was also a prolific TV songwriter. Different Strokes, The Facts of Life, Celebrity Sweepstakes, The Joker's Wild, the original Wheel of Fortune theme, as well as a TV host on parades, game shows, and beauty pageants. Alan Thick racked up 370 IMDb credits among multiple positions before passing in 2016. His son is the singer Robin Thick. Joanna Kern's aunt was a silent film star, and her sister is Olympic swimmer Donna DeVarona. Joanna actually competed in gymnastics going to the 1968 Olympic trials. She then became a dancer, which led to stage acting work and commercials. By the late 70s, she was doing guest spots on TV shows, at one point getting a regular gig on the Four Seasons TV sequel. Growing Pains came soon after that. 
She did a lot of TV movies during the show's run and began a second career in directing. Any Day Now, Men in Trees, Army Wives, Pretty Little Liars, Light as a Feather, High School Musical, the series. Kern's film work includes Coma and Knocked Up. Kirk Cameron's sister is Candace Cameron Burr of Full House. Kirk got involved in commercial work at age nine and starred in TV movie Two Marriages at 13. TV guest spots, then Growing Pains, came along, which made him a TV heartthrob. It's been reported that during the show's run, he became a born-again Christian and insisted that storylines on the show be toned down. Also, he allegedly got his girlfriend on the show, Julie McCullough, fired after she appeared in Playboy. He would later marry another TV girlfriend in real life, Chelsea Noble. When the show ended, he mostly cut ties with the rest of the cast. He did have a short film career, Listen to Me, the Left Behind franchise, as well as a follow-up eponymous sitcom in the mid-90s. Cameron has mostly turned to religious and conservative causes and has been a COVID-19 denier. Tracy Gold's sister is Missy Gold of Benson, and two other sisters are also actors. Tracy began commercial work at age four. She had an uncredited role in the miniseries Roots and was doing TV guest spots and TV movies. Growing Pains was her third regular TV role at age 16 after Shirley and Goodnight Beantown. She almost didn't get it. Another actress was in the pilot but didn't test well. Gold suffered from anorexia by age 11 and during the show's run gained weight during a hiatus. The show wrote fat jokes for her even after she lost the weight, which led to severe anorexia, hospitalization, and a hiatus from the show. She was one of the first celebrities outed for the disease. She would later star in a TV movie about a woman's battle with anorexia. Since the series ended, she's done a lot of TV movies. Jeremy Miller had only been in a few commercials and TV guest roles prior to Growing Pains. He played the voice role of Linus Van Pelt in the Peanuts cartoons for years. Apart from some guest roles and reality shows, he hasn't done much since then. He suffered from alcohol abuse for years, reportedly drinking at age four before getting treatment. He and several other child actors appeared in a recent series called The Quarantine Bunch. Ashley Johnson's mother was a test pilot and her father a ship captain. Two of her siblings are actors. Growing Pains was the start of Ashley's career after TV Logic aged her character from toddler to wisecracking. After the series, she would quickly go on to regular or recurring roles on Phenom, All-American Girl, Maybe This Time, Kelly Kelly, and a lot of voice work. Jumanji the TV series, Recess, Lloyd in Space, Teen Titans as Terra, Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go, Ben 10, King of the Hill, Naruto, Pound Puppies, the 2015 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot, Infinity Train, and video game work, including The Last of Us. There were later live-action TV roles on Dirt, The Killing, Spooked, Blindspot, and Critical Role, and films What Women Want, The Help, and The Avengers. Andrew Koenig was the son of Star Trek's Walter Koenig. A Harlan Ellison story based on Andrew won the Nebula and Hugo Awards. Apart from a voice role in a G.I. Joe series and a few guest spots, Growing Pains was his only major acting role. His character joined the Marines during the show's run. Koenig became a political activist and later committed suicide at age 41. 
Growing Pains was at the tail end of a long career in child acting for K.C. Martell. He was doing guest roles by age 10, was a regular or recurred on Mulligan Stew, Eight is Enough, The Best Times, and had roles in films The Amityville Horror and E.T. The Extraterrestrial. He quit showbiz post-Growing Pains and now runs a financial firm. Julie McCullough started as a model and appeared in Playboy in 1983 out of high school. All her pictorial work happened before Growing Pains, and Kirk Cameron insists he did not get her fired. Her film work includes the 1988 Blob reboot and the Sharknado franchise. She had a regular role on Robin's Hoods and has been currently working as a stand-up. Chelsea Noble had a run on Days of Our Lives, then some TV guest work, including Full House, where she met Kirk Cameron. Much of her career after that is with Cameron, and they married in 1991 during the Growing Pains run. Cameron insists that Noble act as a kissing double in any of his scenes where that is required. She was in the Kirk series as well as the Left Behind franchise. Cameron and Noble founded a summer camp for terminally ill children. Evan Arnold probably had the most successful career of all the child actors on the show, well, maybe one coming up did a bit better. His father won a DGA award for his work as an assistant director on Godfather 2, and his mother was a theatrical producer. Growing Pains was just the first of many regular or recurring TV roles for Arnold, Just the Ten of Us, a Growing Pains spinoff but playing a different character, The West Wing, Close to Home, Suburgatory, Masters of Sex, Veep, 9-11 Lone Star, and films The 2002 Spider-Man and Ford vs. Ferrari. Jody Peterson went on to The New Lassie, a short run on Blossom, and the film Dracula, Dead and Loving It. You may have heard of Leonardo DiCaprio. He started appearing in commercials at age 14 after he saw his stepbrother earn $50,000 to do one. After over 100 failed auditions and a few guest roles, he became a regular on the TV version of Parenthood. When that series ended, he became the Cousin Oliver of Growing Pains, added near the end of the show's run. He moved to films after that and did rather well. This Boy's Life, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Oscar and Golden Globe Noms, The Basketball Diaries, Romeo and Juliet, Titanic, Golden Globe Nom, The Man in the Iron Mask, Gangs of New York, Catch Me If You Can, Golden Globe Nom, The Aviator, Oscar, Golden Globe and BAFTA Noms, The Departed, BAFTA and Golden Globe Noms, Blood Diamond, Oscar and Golden Globe Noms, Revolutionary Road, Golden Globe Nom, Shutter Island, Inception, J. Edgar, Golden Globe Nom, Django Unchained, Golden Globe Nom, The Great Gatsby, The Wolf of Wall Street, Golden Globe Win, Oscar and BAFTA Noms, The Revenant, Oscar, Golden Globe, BAFTA Wins, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Oscar, Golden Globe, BAFTA Noms. His films have grossed $7.2 billion worldwide as of 2019. DiCaprio is also a producer, mostly in documentaries, and is an environmental activist. But back to Growing Pains. It was a huge hit for ABC in the top 30 for six of its seven seasons, hitting 3.2 on the Bazinga scale. There were two TV reunion movies in the 2000s made somewhat awkward by Cameron's shunning of the cast post-series. It's been in syndication somewhere ever since. Disney Channel, ABC Family, Ion, Nick at Night, Up TV, Antenna TV, and the Roku Channel app. It was dubbed and sent worldwide 
and yet only the first two seasons are widely available on DVD. The others came from the on-demand Warner Archive collection. As already noted, the show generated a spinoff, Just the Ten of Us, moving to the large family of the school's football coach. We'll get to that later down the line. Also, the same set was used for the pilot of Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Alan Thicke appeared in the pre-credits sequence. I had no luck finding an episode online, just the opening theme. If you watch the 80s episode of WandaVision, you get the general idea. More of 1985 sitcoms in our next episode. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe by your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Well, I'm filing this episode in the archive. Tune in next time.